0: Good morning and welcome to Ask Andy. This is a daily podcast about personal injury practice in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm Andrew Newworth. You can reach me on the web at newworthlaw n e u w i r t h l a w dot com. So I wanted to talk to you today about uh, reviewing medical records, which is something I talk about periodically, but it's it's an important part of what I do and. It's something that most clients don't really, you know, pick up on as as part of, you know, an important part of the case. Certainly the lawyers on both sides look very closely at medical records. The defense lawyers usually have, either within their firm or through their insurance company, have a complete timeline laid out when I sit across the table from them at depositions. So that tells you that it's important to them just as much as it is to us. So today or yesterday actually I read through about 3 or 400 pages of medical records that occurred in a car accident case I'm working on where a guy died. And but there's about a 2 week break between the accident and the death and my job is essentially, you know, over the course of 2 months Time it's going to take me to collect all the medical records for this patient from day one to date of death. And then I have to look at them and figure out, you know, what happened and then draw some conclusions from those records. Now, you know, how does that really work out? Well, you know, first of all, it's a pain getting records. We're like last on the food chain in terms of medical records services. So Hospital's priority is usually to service the doctors in the hospital, then to service outside providers and insurance companies. Uh, Lawyers are down at the bottom of the list there. So it takes a while to get, you know, records, and once you get them, you got to be able to sort of sit down and figure out where they fit. Are they significant? Are they not significant? Are they insignificant? You know, sometimes there's a lot in there, sometimes there's not. A lot of times, um, when you're looking at records, they reveal other medical providers that you have to chase down then and say, oh, this person had, you know, a dentist appointment. Um, Did he make the dentist appointment? Was he feeling well enough to go to the dentist? What did he tell the dentist? Maybe he told the dentist that, you know, he was totally fine. That may be harmful for your case. Um, You know, sometimes there's home care providers. Those home care providers... Uh, sometimes they keep notes, sometimes they don't. It just depends on on the provider. Oftentimes, nursing notes are, uh, in the old days, they were handwritten. They were much more informative about what was going on in the hospital. In the old days, I mean like, you know, five, ten years ago. Now, almost every hospital record I see is electronic and computerized, and you lose that sort of, uh, you know, nurse at bedside flavor, because you're just getting someone's type notes. Um, You know, what matters in medical records a lot is kind of sometimes the fine details. Oftentimes, a doctor will write a note, which is basically just, you know, a narrative about what they're seeing in the patient. Sometimes they get the facts of a car accident wrong, and sometimes that makes trouble for me. But really, what you're getting is a Sometimes a real-time description of how the patient's feeling. His pain is 5 out of 10. He's not complaining about leg pain. He's complaining about not being able to, you know, breathe well or or chew his food fully or sleep well. So you you never know how these things are going to play out. They begin to form a picture of what you're looking for. And, you know, that's the important part of what I'm doing right now in this particular case is just trying to put the pieces together and get the timeline together so I can understand what happened now why does that matter well i've already talked to the insurance company on on this case and i know that they do not believe there's any connection between the accident and the death so what's my job my job is to figure out if i'm right that there is a connection and then you know how to prove it and third what's the other piece the other piece is what's it what's the lawyer going to say on the other side don't really care what the claim rep is going to say, because I know she's going to say no, no, no. And there's a lot of money at stake. So I know that she's never going to pay me what I want to get paid on this case. So, you know, essentially, I'm just preparing my case to move it in towards litigation. But before I go to litigation, I want to make sure I'm right, because I'm going to spend, you know, probably 15 to $20,000 to pursue Uh, this case without a client, really, because the gentleman's dead. So, you know, when you have a, a deceased client, usually you have a family member or a friend or a daughter or a grandparent or someone around to speak for them to some extent, but the medical records really have to paint the entire picture of what happened. You can't have big gaps in time because then your client can't come in and say, you know, oh, yeah, I wasn't feeling well, or I had my insurance lapsed. I didn't have money to do this, or I just, you know, I had to go to work. You don't have that luxury with someone who's dead, so you have to be able to um, prove your case entirely through the medical records and account for all possible weaknesses there. So um, it's a little bit of a a dicey proposition. There's something called the dead man's rule, and you you got to be careful about, well, You know, the client said this or said that. you got to understand that you can bring in the the client's um, doctors and nurses to talk about what he was feeling, what he was saying, and what his records showed. And, you know, ultimately I'll have an expert who pulls it all together uh, for a jury if that's necessary. But I can sort of start to see the picture developing of, you know, what's happening in this particular case. Um, you know, I have another death case or two and, you know, the death cases are, are interesting. You know, everyone takes them very seriously because someone died. They don't believe that anyone really, you know, a jury and insurance, no one's going to say that someone intended this person to die, but at the same time, you know, you really need to pull together significant pieces of evidence, far more so than you would when you have a living client, because you have to make sure that you can prove everything before you go all the way down to trial and and lose because you can't prove your case. So, you know, the families take these cases more seriously. Lawyers on both sides take these cases more seriously. And, you know, my job as kind of the point person is to make sure before we go into court that we have our ducks in a row and, you know, we're not making a, a judgment call that we're missing something. But, you know, at the same time, the person's not gonna get any more dead. So there's a, a bit of an urgency on my in my thinking at least to move the case towards litigation because, you know, uh, as long as you have their records, there's really no reason to delay putting the case into court. Um, the person's, you know, it's not a situation where someone's back pain is gonna get better or worse, they're dead. That's it, you know what the injury is? move on so you know usually these cases come into the office and you know I'll I'll put them into suit you know usually if I can within three or four months Um, just because that means I've gotten most if not all the records I've got a good idea of what the case is about and I've got a good sense of where it's going to go and there's no reason to delay because delay is just wasting time you know delay is a time I could be spending sitting on the court calendar in Philadelphia um you know kind of running the time off the clock cuz Philly cases are pretty much on a clock and you know I they can sit in my case file in my office or they can move forward in court so you know that decision's easy but it really is a, you know it's a not a hard thing sometimes if you're well trained in reading medical records it's not that hard to do you got to sit down you got to read them kind of with a fine tooth comb i dictate summaries for myself so i don't have to read them over and over again they're covered in my you know yellow highlighter and tabs but um you know it gives you a general picture of what happens sometimes experts look at them and have a different read on things or think that what i think is significant is not sometimes they find things that are very significant that i didn't even notice but that's why we have experts and that's why you know sometimes these cases get expensive because you gotta be able to explain the whole thing so that's enough for today This. Podcast is sponsored by Newworth Law Office, a King of Prussia, Philadelphia suburb law firm, which pursues plaintiffs' personal injury cases only. If you need me or you want to talk to me, you can get in touch with me through Facebook or through LinkedIn or through, um, I guess, Facebook Messenger or by phone to 215 259 3687. We are on day, like, I don't know, 60 or so of lockdown for COVID avoidance, and I hope you're safe and stay well.